You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Put that in your pipe and smoke it and see what you come up with. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. I am your host, Jamie Arrington. Jason Bailey has the week off as he is in Kuala Lumpur. All right, lots to talk about. We've got Southern Miss Director of Athletics, John Gilbert, back on the show. I don't know how we got him back, but we did. A lot of great information in that conversation we had today. But let's get down to some Southern Miss news before we get to that. The big Southern Miss news of the week, former Golden Eagle Shortstop Brian Dozier was traded from the Minnesota Twins to the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think the city of Los Angeles is falling in love with him already. I think Black and Gold Nation is turning blue. I've always been a little bit of a Dodgers fan, a little bit of a family connection there. So I'm super excited to see Dozier in the city of Angels. And he made his mark. You know, the Dodgers were struggling. They really needed a win. So in his first two games... Brian Dozier goes yard. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch and see what happens. Right now, the Dodgers are in the division lead. They're not far from the uh, the lead in the National League. So we'll see what happens. Plenty of time between now and September slash October. But hopefully he can make a run in the playoffs. That'd be awesome. Also this week, it was announced that the Clarion Ledger slash Hattiesburg American has brought in a new Southern Miss beat writer. His name is Nick Suss. Looked like he had done some various jobs covering uh, Louisiana State for the past year or so. So he, he already seems like he's he's fitting in. He put out his first article today. I think he's going to do a great job. So Nick, keep it up. Also, it was announced this week that former Southern Miss quarterback Keon Howard He announced on Twitter that he was transferring to the Tulane Green Wave. Best of luck to Keon. He has three three years with two years of eligibility. So he has to sit out this year, which works out out perfectly. He always needed a redshirt year. And according to the practice reports that were out today, I think we're going to have a pretty stout competition at quarterback here at Southern Miss. So best of luck to Keon. I know – you know, he was always a class act. Everybody's pulling for you. Best of luck in New Orleans. On a personal note, special thanks to everybody who came out to the third annual Last for Life at the Sanger Theater. Tig Nataro was great. Nate Bargatze was amazing. I was okay, but it was a fun night. We raised a lot of money. I, I don't have the final totals, but I think we raised around 180000 that will be going to the International Myeloma Foundation, Cure Childhood Cancer, and the Forest General Cancer Center. So lots of laughs for a great cause, an amazing night. I, I saw several listeners there, several Southern Miss fans. Father Tommy was in the house, so great time. If you've missed that event, definitely come check it out next year. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly keep that going. Also, NFL training camp has kicked up their open at them since the last time we spoke and uh so several golden eagles are making their mark just just a couple off the top of my head julian allen you know he he has struggled with injuries his last year at southern miss but he's starting to, to make some waves in cleveland and becoming a, a a favorite target it seems of baker mayfield in practice there were several videos of him making catches there was one where he made a a touchdown catch and I think that's a position that Cleveland has struggled with somewhat. So if nothing else, hopefully Julian gets a shot at the practice squad. But uh, he could go further than that. His snake bitten as Cleveland's been with the injury bug the past few, I say the past few years, since they've been back in Cleveland. So keep an eye out for Julian. Also, I believe this Sunday night, the first episode of Hard Knocks on HBO, which where they, where they go around and they follow a certain NFL team each season. This year it's the Cleveland Browns. So not only will you probably be able to see Julian Allen, Jamie Collins as well. So check that out if you have HBO. 
Another guy that's kind of flown under the radar a little bit, I know he had some injury issues last year, but former Southern Miss wide receiver Mike Thomas, he's he's had some impressive highlight catches for the Los Angeles Rams. Jared Goff threw him a bomb right in stride, and Mike is looking like the Mike Thomas that we saw in 2015. So that's going to be one to watch as the Rams are, are certainly going to be a team that makes some noise in the NFC this year. Also, coming up next weekend, that is going to be, get my calendar, August the 11th. <laughs> They've got the Eagle Fanfare uh, taking place at the uh, Thad Cochran Center. Also, they're having an event. If you ordered your season tickets, you can pick them up between 12.30 and 2 p.m. at the Thad Cochran Center. They're having a little season ticket pickup gathering. And uh, after that's going to be the Eagle Fanfare at 2 p.m. So always great to, to see all the Southern Miss fans. That's always an event I enjoy going to. I missed it for a couple of years just because I was out of town during that time every year it seemed but went last year had an amazing time and i believe that's gonna be media day as well so hopefully we'll have some great interviews like we've had the past few seasons one more thing so i mentioned we've got john gilbert on the show one thing that we failed to mention during this interview they've got a new promo going on it's called unite hardy street and if you were at the jackson all-star party you heard jay hobson mention how he wants Everyone on Hardy Street to buy Hardy Street to buy season tickets. So this promotion, Unite Hardy Street behind Southern Miss Athletics. They've got two packages. Basically, this is to get local businesses supporting the Golden Eagles. You can buy these ticket packages for your employees. You can buy them for giveaways. Just something to, to show the Golden Eagles some love because let's face it, without Southern Miss, we'd be sitting in Ellisville right now. <laughs> All right, so two packages. The Hardy Street Small Business Package. First off, the Eagle Package. That's $250. That gets you two upper-level season tickets, 10 upper-level group tickets. You can choose which game you want to go to, and you will get a yard sign to show your support. The Gold Package, $500. Two lower-level season tickets, 10 lower-level group tickets, and a yard sign to show your support. And the group tickets are available for one game date. So if you know somebody that might be interested in that, contact the ticket office, 1-800-844-TICK. Get that going. Uh, flyers look sharp. I'm sure they're going to be passing these around, making the rounds with these. So if you know anyone on Hardy Street, let's, uh, let's, get, let's get some – Let's get some love going for the Golden Eagle football team this year. A very, very sneaky team. I think a lot of people are overlooking this Golden Eagle team. And barring any kind of massive injuries, they're definitely, I think they're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with in the conference. And we talk about all that and more. So without any further ado, let's get to this interview. We talked about a lot of things. We talked about the new Adidas deal. We've talked about all the improvements to the game day atmosphere, the improvements to facilities, and how he sees the college football lands or college athletics landscape shaking up in the next few years and what he'd like to see happen. A very, very interesting conversation. So if you're a Southern Miss fan, you're going to enjoy it. This guy, you know, I'm not blowing smoke when I say this, but there's a lot of things that have needed to be done for a long time. And he's not somebody who just comes out and thumps his chest. But a lot of these things are getting done. If you look at the list of things that have been done just in, the, just in this 2018 so far, it's incredible. So let's get to the interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. So please welcome my guest today, Southern Miss Director of Athletics, John Gilbert. So you've been at Southern Miss now for 18 months. Do you have a John Cox impression yet? Boy, I don't. <laughs> Although, you know, as positive as he is, he, he um, you know, he's a special individual. He he really uh, embodies what Southern Miss is all about. And uh, blue-collar guy, loves coming to work every day and doing his job. Uh, I'm probably his biggest fan. He's just uh, – you know, the epitome of, of who we are. And I'm, we're really fortunate to have him here. So, like we said, you've been here 18 months. What makes Southern Miss special? 
Well, there are a lot of things that come to mind for me when people ask me that question. Number one, I would tell you uh, our brand is very strong. We we are very fortunate of our branding, how we're perceived nationally, and uh, what what that really means to us. Uh, I love the way that we compete at a high level. Uh, We're very competitive across the board despite – you know, some resource challenges, you know, our, our kids are not entitled, our student athletes. I mean, they really come in, work hard, uh, and compete at a high level. We're doing really well academically. You, you know, those things really get me excited about coming to work. Well, let's talk about some of the things that have changed since the last time we talked, I guess the past 10 months, starting with some of the new game day enhancements you have here at The Rock. Well, I, I am really excited. You know, last year for the Kentucky game was my first game in the Rock, and, you know, I probably had a little bit of a panic attack when you can't hear. And so I knew immediately that our sound system needed fixing. Uh, that's been out to bid. Uh, we're having uh, custom speakers built now. You know, I would anticipate in the next week, 10 days, they'll get started. They'll be on hand for the first game. So uh, for the first game against Jackson State, we'll have a new sound system uh, in place. Uh, We're currently painting, which, uh, you know, pressure washing and painting uh, are are going a long way. And then we've got some new graphics for the inside of the stadium where it says, Welcome to the Rock and Home of Your Golden Eagles. And, And so... Just from an aesthetic standpoint, uh, it is important to me that, uh, you know, our stadium and all our venues look good. And I've really tried, uh, you know, in my 18 months here to, to make sure that we are changing the look and the feel of our building. Our football building's got new carpet and paint. We're working on additional carpet and paint uh, to improve the aesthetics. Obviously, with the rock, we've we're we're doing some things that that fans will will be able to see, and and, and you know it's really important. Eighteen to twenty two year olds, you know, I'm really talking about recruits. They buy with their eyes, right? And and so when when they come in and they see nice locker room, nice football building, you know, nice stadium, new graphics, those are all impression points. Uh, for our recruits that are really important to me because we, we all know the better players you get, the better coach you are. And, and so those things are really important to me. A couple other things game day-wise, we're, we're working with our uh, SGA and, and student section on some enhancements with uh, engaging them in a, in a more positive manner. Uh, you know, they've asked for some gold uh, palms in the student section that we'll provide. Our Student Eagle Club, we're, we're doing a thing where if you come to every game, we're going to give you a free bowl ticket. And so, you know, things that are adding value uh, to our fan base are, are really important. Uh, our Junior Eagle Club, you know, we've had blow-ups in some other games that were over by the Pain Center. That'll be moving to Spirit Park, which will give it a little closer proximity. So I think all these things will play a factor in uh, a different, you know, vibe on game day, which we all know is really important. It seems like that's really been a focus for you and your staff here uh, since the last offseason. I know that most everyone came in, you know, towards the end of fiscal year 2017. So it's it wasn't a lot to, a lot of time to get things together to to really get up and running for the football season last year. You, you know, I, I think we're we're much more stable right now, uh, particularly from our external staff. You know, one change we did make: uh, we had an outside ticket company uh, that was helping us sell outside ticket sales. Um, effective July one, we brought that in house, and so we hired a. Uh, we hired a, a sales group, uh, largely all, well, all with Mississippi ties and connections that I think will help us um, sell tickets, you know, and generate additional revenue, which we all know is much needed. You mentioned the, you know, bringing in new ticket staff. You also changed the ticket structure to make it a little more streamlined. Well, I, I felt, you know, you're, you're speaking to football, the football season Correct, tickets. Football season tickets yeah. and, and so, 
you know, when I got here and I, and I wanted to know what our ticket costs were, you know, you needed a roadmap to figure it out. And, and I felt like it was a little confusing. And so uh, we have basically two season ticket prices, you know, not counting the Eagle Club donation, uh, 220 for the lower bowl and 110 for the for the upper deck. It, it's easier to communicate. People understand it. You know, before it was, well, what section and what road do you want to sit on? And it really became uh, confusing. And, and I'm very simple, uh, and I wanted to make sure we conveyed a simple, concise message. Also made some changes here at the Athletic Center. Uh, new carpet in the lobby. I noticed the trophies were out here in the lobby when I came in. It looks great. Yeah, it, we, we want to continue that. We're going to work on uh, painting and – uh, carpeting the, the the wing that that I'm in, which hosts uh, a number of our Olympic sports, and, and again, it's another impression point. You know, when you drive on this campus, when you pull in the front gate, it has a very nice, clean look and feel. And so, it is my goal to to make sure athletically that we look as best that we can from an aesthetic standpoint. Again, when mamas and daddies and recruits uh, visit our campus, uh, visit our athletic facilities, I, I want them to, to walk in and go, this is a nice place, and, and uh, that's really important to me. I know you, you spoke on it at one of the kickoff parties, but and I think I may have noticed some changes to the website, but there's also going to be a new game day app as well. Absolutely. We just went with Sidearm, and that launched this week. Uh, again, from a clean, consistent look and feel, uh, I, I think our fans, when they when they go to our website, they'll they'll certainly see a different look, a clean look uh, that also comes with a new game day app. Now, uh, they won't need to download a new app. Theirs will update and and you know refresh. But it will give us, uh, you know, our fans better viewership, better service, uh, and better visibility, which which is important. Also, a new I say a new thing, but there's been some changes in the way that Conference USA is going to stream games, and and the new TV deals. How does that affect Southern Miss? Well, it it, it affects us that in a positive standpoint because we will get additional revenue, and so. Um, we would always like more, so so I'm not content with it. But anytime when you renegotiate a TV deal and you get more money, that is a positive thing. Now we're not getting life changing money, but a couple hundred thousand dollars will will certainly uh, go a long way. Uh, the other thing that we've we've done as a as a league is. We've partnered with the ESPN3 and the ESPN Plus platform, and so that will replace the old Conference USA TV, and so fans will be able to go to uh, those sites to, to pick up contests. The other thing that's really important uh, along with that, and, and we've made a significant financial investment in upgrading it, is there are minimum conference standards now with the quality of the production of streaming the game. And and so just to be transparent, we were not up to what I would consider uh, acceptable uh, capabilities as it related to streaming from a uh, uh, camera infrastructure standpoint. And so this year, uh, I do think when, when we are streaming the games and, and we're doing it, uh, uh, in house, you'll see a much better quality. Uh, we've invested in cameras and infrastructure. You know, we'll have, uh, you know, play by play and, and, uh, you know, different personnel because the contest, uh, per league policy has to be a neutral, uh, broadcast. But from a visibility, production, uh, quality standpoint, you'll see an upgrade. One of the things that's it, that I think it's kind of plaguing college sports in general, but uh, especially football in the South, how do you get fans out of the tailgate and into the stands? Well, I, one, I would tell you that's a national problem. Sure. You know, that, that is not unique to, to Southern Miss. Uh, there are a lot of schools, uh, a lot of high resource schools that, that are, uh, dealing with this issue. 
a couple things. One, we need to make sure that we've got a good product on the field and, and it's fun uh, to come to our event. Uh, I think first and foremost, that's important. I do think the product that we'll put on the field this year will be really good. I'm really encouraged about Coach Hobson, uh, where our program is, the type of student-athletes he's bringing into the program. Um, you know, I, I think we play an exciting brand of football that's fun to watch, certainly with the game day enhancements. You know, I made the, the joke – you know, I get a lot of uh, suggestions every time I'm out in the public of, of what we need to do, which, you know, at times can be a little challenging. But but in reality, it's important for me to hear because I need to know what people are thinking. And so uh, one of the things that, that I kept hearing is they couldn't read the numbers on the jerseys uh, for a long time. So I've been making the joke. Uh, with our new Adidas uniforms and with our sound system, you will at the Rock this year be able to see and hear. Uh, so I think those enhancements will go a long way in, in, in getting people into the stands. And, and then I think the the other component is, you know, the more that our fans get to know our student athletes, you know, anytime you know someone on a personal level. Uh, it it makes a difference. It makes you want to come in. And, and so um, I've said from day one, you know, I'm the leader of the department. I make the ultimate, you know, final decision. Uh, but I, I would rather our coaches and our student athletes be the face of the program because that's really who our fans care about. And, and so I want to make sure that I do a good job serving them. You mentioned being able to see the jerseys. Let's that that'll bring us to the new yeah. Adidas deal. Give us some of the specifics on what this new deal with Adidas means to the program. Well, well, there there are a couple things. Uh, obviously, from a financial standpoint, it's it's a really good deal for us. Um, you, you know, this is the first comprehensive apparel agreement in the history of Southern Myth Athletics, and, and I'm not sure people realize how big that is. Um, you, you know, we were a hodgepodge over the last, you know, several years with all good partners. But w w with this agreement, we've got a consistent look and feel uh, across uh, the entire athletic landscape. Uh, we've got a global company that will benefit from their branding, their marketing, any initiative that they do with any of their properties, you know, and they do have some big sports properties, will benefit from that. You, you know, not only will they do those things for them, they'll do them for us as well. And so there's a benefit to that. Uh, financially, there's a benefit. Um, you know, they're providing the most dollars to us, both in an apparel standpoint and a cash standpoint. Uh, all of our sports, if as teams they advance to the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, our baseball team last year, we made a, a baseball regional. Uh, well, when, when we do that next year, we'll get a bonus in Adidas apparel. So uh, immediately we'll, we'll get new apparel that will in turn be able to give our student athletes. Those things make a big difference. Um, from a from a football and men's basketball standpoint, when you make a bowl game or the NCAA men's basketball tournament, we'll benefit from both a cash bonus and an apparel bonus that we'll both use to reinvest uh, back into the programs. We did not have that before, and so really encouraged uh, about what that is. Now, what we need to do to further enhance ourselves is we need our fans to go buy Southern Miss Adidas product. That, that that will benefit us from a retail and licensing standpoint, which ultimately we get a percentage of. You know, there's a handful of things available right now, but um, not not very much. When do you think the apparel will be available for the fan base? I, I, I think it will increase weekly. Uh, if you look at, you know, a general apparel contract, you know, our fiscal year ends June 30. We started the new apparel deal July 1. A typical, typical ordering cycle, you know, we ordered apparel and uniforms back in October, knowing that they would not be shipped until probably August. It, you know, they're all made overseas. 
Um, and, and so uh, we are anxiously awaiting uh, new products. So I, I would tell you uh, in the weeks to come, you should see more apparel in the marketplace quickly. And I, and I know in the past it's been, you know, around August when you would see the new apparel from the other companies. So fully expected that as far as the polos and everything goes. Also, we recently had, and, and it was a, a very fun event. Great to see everybody. Great to be here at The Rock. You had the uniform reveal. There was a little confusion over the practice jersey versus the game jersey. Right, right. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of the ins and outs of, I know there's some things that had to be sent back, some things that had to be replaced, and, and I, yep. I know the home and away jerseys haven't quite come in yet at that time. We are uh, awaiting them. I, I thought, number one, I thought the event was great. Absolutely. Uh, you know, to have 300-plus people here mid-July uh, in the evening to, to see uh, some uniforms, really exciting. Like, I, I was excited about the turnout. Uh, people care about it, you know, I want passion, and so we have that with the people that come regularly. We've got a passionate fan base. Our gold uniform was the one that we unveiled. The two other jerseys we did were our practice jerseys. We are waiting both the white and black jersey to arrive. I anticipate those you know, in the next week, 10 days. I would – say they're probably on a slow boat from China right now. <laughs> um, so uh, our pants, uh, we'll have a, a stripe down our pants. So we'll have a, a gold, a black, and a white pant, all with a different color stripe down it. Uh, the white and the black jersey will will be uh, consistent with what the gold looked like, kind of a clean you know, Southern Miss uh, look to it. And and there may be an alternate uniform out there that I'm probably not disclosing at Uh-oh. this time. But Uh-oh. but uh, maybe uh, maybe another another jersey out there to spice it up. And you know uh, we probably should have communicated it on the front end that you know the white and black were practice and uh, you know the gold was the game. But but again, um, I, I thought the event was great. And we're going to look sharp in practice. We will. The, the practice uniforms, again, they look a lot better than what we had. Sure. Um, and, again, I think just the ability uh, to, to go to the various venues and, and pick up Adidas a product and the, the ability for us to benefit from all the things that they do uh, is really important. Will there be something released like pictures or videos or anything once they come out? We, we, we need to determine how we're going to release them. Uh, but yes, my, my hope would be that we would get, uh, once they come in that, that, you know, either we post them on social media or, you know, ha- have a, some sort of media gathering where, where people can see them and get them out. And just being honest with you, you know, I think that I'm not, I thought that the quality of our previous provider was stellar. I thought yeah. the jerseys were, were really sharp and the way they held up. But I think that from a, a brand perspective and from a, you know, especially when it comes to recruiting and, and youth, the brand just wasn't there. And I think that, you know, a lot of people coming into the stadium with it being, you know, there's some things that needed to be maintained that haven't been for a while. I think the morale – of the fan base was was a little down as a whole, given everything that's gone on since 2012. So with some of the things that, that have happened, the game day enhancements at The Rock, I know that pictures are being shared of, of all the progress out here. Right. I know that everybody was excited about uh, the deal with Adidas. Have you sensed any kind of excitement building within the fan base on this? Well, I have uh, because I know that people are engaged and see what's going on. And I think the biggest thing is – you know, there's hope, and there is a positive uh, momentum, in my opinion. If you look at where where we've been uh, under Coach Hobson's leadership the past two years, we're trending upwards. Uh, he's stabilizing the roster. You know, most football teams have 85 scholarships. You know, due to you know previous decisions on roster management, we're in the low 70s. That's a big difference. Yet, yet we've been to two straight bowl games. So, so I see we're recruiting the right type of student athletes. 
if, if you look at what's been done here uh, in the last 18 months, you know, there are things that haven't been done here in a very long time, like uh, Reed Green Coliseum. Uh, we, we painted the inside, graphics, video boards. That had not been done since mid-'80s maybe. And so when you walk in there, there's a new look and feel. Like that ought to give everybody hope that, hey, we're headed in the right direction. We just added uh, beach volleyball. We spent, you know, probably $250,000 renovating those courts. Uh, we've got a new $7 million volleyball facility we broke ground on. And there's a compounding effect. That facility is going to help multiple programs. Now, we're only going to play volleyball in it, but it's going to help both our basketball programs. Um, it'll be great for, for the university community. Uh, the upgrades that we've made to the Rock, uh, the football building, the Adidas uh, agreement, uh, bringing ticket sales uh, in-house, you, you know, there is a lot of heavy lifting that's been done that hasn't been done in a long time, which gives me and should give our fan base a heck of a lot of encouragement. Absolutely. You talked about the facilities. Let's start with Reed Green. You mentioned some of the updates that have happened there, but there's also a uh, pending vote that'll come out that, that could benefit uh, the Reed Green Coliseum as well as the parks in Hattiesburg. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I, I think, again, uh, one of the things that, that I talked about from, from day one was collaboration and, and not only uh, making sure that athletics was aligned and we were collaborating with campus, that, that we weren't operating as an, on an island. You know, I look at that at, at what's taking place with the city. You know, there have been great – it's a great partnership right now, uh, you know, Mayor Barker has been uh, great uh, for Southern Miss. Uh, we've got the new transit system that's uh, both a university and a city partnership that that affects uh, everybody in this community if they choose to use it. And then as it relates to Reed Green, I, I do really look at it as a community asset. We, we do play men's and women's basketball and volleyball matches there. But I would also tell you, most every high school in the area uses it for, for graduation. We've got a lot of high schools that use it for science fairs, concerts, uh, different productions that they come in and use Reed Green. And so the ability to enhance Reed Green is really important from a community standpoint. And while we have made some significant enhancements to Reed Green, there is more to be done. And really um, what I would be interested in is making sure that we do the things to Reed Green that would uh, attract promoters here for concerts, plays, trade shows, science fairs, you know, uh, hot dog eating contest, <laughs> you know, wh whatever the event is. And, and so those things would be, you know, we need a front entrance. We don't, you know, Reed Green doesn't have a front door. We need to put a front door with a nice ticket window that we're selling tickets out of. We, we need better lighting. We need a new sound system, updated restrooms and concession stands, uh, seating that, you know, I think it's we, might be the original seating in the building. Uh, we, we've got some chairback seating, but we could do some enhancements there. And, and so th this uh, bond issue, uh, I think, is important for this entire community. And I think people would see the benefit in the entire community through the multiple schools that use it. You touched on the volleyball facility, and I, I believe you said you just broke, broke ground on that new volleyball facility. What's the timetable on uh, when we should see that up and running? So it, it should be a year build time. So uh, they're supposed to turn the building over to us in, in uh, July of next year. It'll be a 25,000-square-foot building uh, that will be uh, capable of hosting numerous events in it. You know, the primary function is to play volleyball, uh, both practice and home, you know, home volleyball matches. 
And I do think with it being new and state-of-the-art, we'll be able to attract tournaments to this community that we previously have not been able to attract. So I do think there is value to the community in that facility. And then largely for the entire uh, university and Hattiesburg community, it'll have plus or minus a thousand seats. So I think that that obviously we'll be able to host some other events in there. Uh, and, and then I've said for a long time, it's also going to enhance our men's and women's basketball programs because, you know, right now men's and women's basketball and volleyball all share one floor. So from a practice standpoint, it, it makes it pretty tough. Also, another facility that's been in the work for quite some time, and I believe the solution was finally found on what to do with it, the Bauer Academic Center. You found a home at the, at the library here on campus. And I am really excited about that project still ongoing. We're still in the design phase, and the library, it, we are working um, in conjunction with the library. And so the library will do a renovation uh, of their infrastructure you know, roof, HVAC, alarm system, sprinkler system, and then they'll do an internal renovation. We also will will go beside them and do a separate renovation. Uh, they're on the second floor of the library. Uh, it'll be named after Coach Bauer. Uh, I would hope that, you know, a year from now, you know, 12 to 15 months, you know, we're, we're going to move in and, and ha- have, have a a new academic center. One of the biggest obstacles at Southern Miss has always been finances. Yes. Let's talk about a couple of these things. First off, how, how are season tickets going right now for football? Well, um, they're, they're, they're going, uh, like I would say a car salesman would say car sales are going never enough. <laughs> and, and so, uh, I think it will be important for this last month here prior to the season starting, you know, we need to finish strong with closing uh, some season tickets. Uh, we're in the mid-6,000s. I think last year we were somewhere between eight and 8,500. Uh, I think we can get there again. Uh, w- we need to get people to renew. Uh, we need the people that uh, are interested to, to buy and, and come check us out because I do think we've got a good product. But it is important that we – you know, we finished strong. I think with the new sales team on fat, on uh, in place, what will really make a big difference for us. Talk a little bit about the Eagle Club. Well, well last year, two things with the Eagle Club uh, that that I was really pleased with is we had the second highest number of members uh, on record. So we we were, you know, twenty five accounts from being at an all time high. That, that was encouraging to me. Um, now, we need to continue to grow Eagle Club. We, we need people uh, to be a part of that. Um, it is that, that and season tickets are kind of the foundation financially for us. You know, there are game guarantees and other things that, you know, from a contract standpoint, we've done very well on the Adidas contract financially, uh, game guarantees, you know, all those we have um, gone the extra mile. You know, we we've got a game in 2021 with Alabama that'll pay us 1.9 million. It's the largest guarantee we've ever had, and so those things uh, we are doing. Eagle Club season ticket holders, we need everybody's help, everybody rowing in the same direction. And again, from the things, the positive things that I see and our fan base should should see, you know, we need everybody to help get on board and get in the boat with us. Talk a little bit about the challenges with with limited hands on deck. I know, you know, other universities, other athletic departments will have more staff dedicated to these type of things so it's always been a challenge here they've added a few spots in the past few years but it's still it's they're still kind of stretched a little bit well well we're lean uh but i also think that one um you know it gives our staff growth opportunity you know a, a lot of people that work in the the uh autonomy conferences if they work in uh, the business office, that's all they do is work in the business office. Or if you're in compliance, that's all you do. At, at Southern Miss, 
you know, I would venture to guess all of our staff people are doing two to three jobs. And so it gives them a great opportunity for growth that uh, will benefit them professionally later in life. And so there are a lot of positives to that. Uh, the, the other thing that uh, I would say is positive is with us being as lean as we are, we can be a little more nimble and move and do some things that, you know, we're, we're not turning the Titanic. Uh, so, so it gives us the, the ability to adjust to some things. And, you know, over the past few years, there's there's been an increase in costs and expenses and then a decrease in revenue a few years ago. So it's been a little bit more of a challenge than it may have historically been here. Well, clearly, um, you know, finances have been uh, a concern for us for a very long time. Uh, and with the way that TV contracts are going uh, and, and the other sources of revenue, uh, you know, obviously we've got to be very mindful of that and figure out how to grow it at, at every corner. And and so, like I mentioned before, you know, we really can't ignore any revenue source. And we have a, a really good base of donors. Uh, you know, we this past year launched our first ever needs report. And so it was a very comprehensive, detailed report of what our needs are. And, and it's easy to say, you know, if you're a potential donor, hey, we need money. Can, can, can you help fund, you know, this or that? Well, we have a plan. And, and so uh, our donor base, our people in our Eagle Club have gotten it. Uh, Brian Morrison and our development staff have done a very good job of going out and showing the needs report. And what it is, it's a comprehensive list. It shows not only what the department needs, it shows what our individual sports programs need, and then it also shows what our operating units need. And so, um, you know, we needed uh, a bench area with shade for our soccer program. And, you know, Part of the needs report, when we placed it in front of a donor, uh, there, there was a couple that saw that and wanted to invest in that. And, and it was, you know, significant. And, and so this year, our women's soccer program will have shaded covered, covered benches like most other programs have. And, and so there are a lot of little things like that that we have funded that, that people are starting to see. Where, where we do struggle is from an operating standpoint. You know, we, we certainly need more operating capital. The cost of business and athletics continues to go up. You know, cost of attendance, travel, uh, all those things, you know, we have to fund. And, and so uh, we'll continue to look at every avenue to help do that. And then you also have, you know, competitive coaching salaries. It's always been tough to keep talent, you know, uh, and I know the cost of living here is cheaper than some places, but it's not that much cheaper. <laughs> no, and, and, you know, competitive coaching salaries are important, and and uh, I feel it's my job to, to you know, give our coaches the resources to be successful, um, and, and I continue to, to work on that daily, and uh, it's important to me. Now, uh, that doesn't mean it always meets what the expectation is. You know, no one has more expectation than I do. Like, you know, I feel it. And, and so uh, I understand what we need, uh, and I'm trying to help deliver that so our coaches can be successful. You mentioned it last year when you were on the show. We talked a little bit about scheduling, the scheduling process, how it's always something that's that you're going to have to always stay on top on. But I believe your philosophy was to schedule more regional games. Has that kind of been what's been happening moving forward? It, it has, by and large. Um, you, you know, scheduling is a puzzle, and, and teams schedule so far out that it can make it very difficult to schedule regionally. So I would tell you, number one, I'm going to try to find the teams that are closest to us that, that um, our fans would care about playing, that they can travel to, uh, and that those fans can travel to the Rock. You know, part of the reality of where we are, uh, we need visiting fans to come in and buy tickets. I mean, that that's 
that that is the reality of uh, ticket sales for us. And so, uh, with all things being considered, I want to pay play local as local as we can. Now that doesn't always work, and and so sometimes you got to go out of your footprint. Uh, but I try to reduce those as much as possible. You know, and you mentioned you need fans to come in the stands, but I think every school needs that. If you watch a lot of those games on the first weekend, there it's empty, like for the majority of the stadium. Well, well, you know, fan attendance has dropped nationally. It, you know, it, it is every team, and and I don't care what school it is, that they are all having a harder time. Uh, getting people to come to the games you know people only want to come to the marquee matchup uh, they only want to come you know for for various reasons and so uh, nationally it's a trend we've got to figure out how to reverse have you caught dodger fever yet well I, you know i have and it you know a couple things impressed me about the other night uh you know number one uh, when when Brian went in the dugout, the first person that he shook hands with was the Bat Boy, and that in itself ought to tell you uh, about him as an individual. You know, I I, I kind of you know w- would equate it to um, y- you know when you think about people in our lives that affect you on a daily basis, and and I try to tell my kids this when they were a young age. How, how important the lunch lady was because like you know when you get to that counter if, if she doesn't help make that meal you don't eat or, or that guy that that is uh, a trash collector and he picks up our trash you know once a week imagine if he wasn't there to do that uh what 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 our house would smell and look like and, and so i thought it was really really cool uh, and and just spoke to the type of person that Brian Dozier is for him to go shake the Bat Boy's hand because he knows what a you know not not the most important role uh, certainly a lot more visible people but but that Bat Boy is important in that organization and, and so um, I was really impressed by that and then obviously you know the the way he played on the field um, you know led credence to you know. What, what type of player he is. So I, I look forward to, to following him the, the remainder of the season. We're in a uh, pretty unique situation right here, especially for, for the immediate future, being in such a proximity to Biloxi where sports gambling has just been legalized. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> well, I have a lot of thoughts, and all of them are not good. <laughs> you, you know, uh, you know, I said in an article I did the the other day with with one of the papers. You know, there was a, a guy, Michael Franzese, who was part of the Colombo crime family that I'd heard speak at previous institutions that I'd worked at uh, about sports gambling. And you know, this is when it was you know underground, you know, on the street, um, and how corrupt and and how they were influencing you know, people in the program with the games. And so here we are, you know, 20, 30 years later, and it's become legalized. And so it's at our front door, and we better figure out how to deal with it. And so I I think there are three things that we really need to do. Uh, We've got to educate. And and so not only do we need to educate our student-athletes and coaches, we need to, you know, educate the university community, our fan base, uh, you know, they, they need to understand what it means and what risk each and every institution has with this. Uh, two, we need to be vigilant. Uh, it's got to be something that, you know, we're, we are vigilant about daily. And then uh, three, uh, presence. We've got to be present from a compliance standpoint, from an administrative standpoint, of constantly ringing that bell, because you you know there are going to be uh, you know risk and pitfalls associated with people being able to to gamble on our sporting events. Let's talk a little bit about your tenure thus far. What are you most proud of thus far in your tenure at Southern Miss? Probably the first thing I would say I'm most proud of is, 
you know, the relationships that I've been able to build, uh, both, you know, inside our building and uh, in the community. Uh, I, I do and did want to make sure that, that I'm visible and accessible. And, you know, I, I think that's been the case. Like I am, you know, I'm hardly home and, and uh, I feel like I make myself available and want to be heard and seen and I want to, you know, engage with our community. But I thought it was really important too uh, for our coaches and staff to know how much I care about them and how much I, you know, want to help them succeed. Uh, and then with our student athletes, you know, we had a trip this summer uh, where I went on an outward bound experience with with our student athletes. I wanted to make sure they knew who I was, how much I cared about them, and and what a priority I place on them. So, so I would say those relationships are really important. You you need your coaches, uh, you know to to you know bond with you have a good relationship and know that that you, you know you're working hard uh to to help them be successful and i think if you went to to our coaches and our student athletes i think they'd tell you that that's really what i'm most proud of right now i guess this so today football camp kicked off yes. this morning they're out there they're focused ready to go what are your thoughts on this 2018 season? Well, I'm really encouraged about it. I really like the schedule. I think it sets up really well uh, for us. You know, Jackson State home opener, Louisiana Monroe, um, you know, start the season. Uh, we go to a road game uh, at Appalachian State. Uh, I think that probably will be one of the best group of five matchups of the year. You know, two really good traditional programs. Uh, we've got the road game at Auburn. Uh, that will come at a good time. We're going to catch Auburn at a really, you know, good time in their schedule. So I'm really encouraged uh, about the season. I'm encouraged about Coach Hobson and his staff. You know, I think we've got a really good staff, and you know, uh, they certainly are recruiting well. Uh, so I'm I'm really encouraged about where we are. What are your expectations for Southern Miss athletics 2018 and beyond? Well, I want to make sure that that we're doing things the right way, that that we're, you know, making decisions based on what our mission is, Um, you know, making sure that we're helping our athletes grow, you know, academically, athletically, and personally as individuals. You know, that really is my focus. And so as I make decisions for the department and, and we talk about strategy and things that are most important, that's really what I base them off of. How, how are we helping our student athletes and coaches academically, uh, athletic excellence and success? Uh, they, they're all here because they want to compete. And so I want to make sure we're, we're focusing on that. And then certainly personally, you know, I want to make sure we're helping them grow as individuals. What, what are we doing, you know, outside of the field of play? To, to help them be better people. And we're doing a lot of things with that. And so those are the things that, that are on my radar and what I'm focused on. And certainly with the job, you want to be professional, but do you feel yourself getting emotionally invested in the university at this point? Well, well I, I was invested before I took the job. I mean, when, when I accepted it, uh, I was emotionally invested uh, at that point, and and I know that because of my sleep pattern. <laughs> you, you know, uh, I wake up in the middle of the night, and you know, hard for me to go back to sleep because I'm thinking of, you know, all the things that that need to be done and and should be done. And so, um, you know, I was emotionally invested the 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 moment that I told Rodney Bennett I would accept the job, and, and uh, I haven't looked back. What do you see on the horizon as far as the future of college athletics and the landscape of what's going to happen in the next few years? Well, you know, I I think that we as a group of five uh, school and largely group of five schools, we've got to come together and be more strategic on where we are and what we're doing. But because the reality is the gap is getting larger by the day, the cost of doing business are escalating, and 
you know, we continue to operate in this vacuum of trying to hold on. And in my opinion, uh, we need to come together. Every group of five conference needs to come together, and we need to strategically align ourselves with other institutions that are more geographic in nature uh, across the board. And so I am not saying we need to go join another conference. But what I am saying is, as you look at the footprint of where Southern Miss is, or pick a school, uh, East Carolina, it, instead of us flying all over the country to play each other, we ought to, across the board from California to Virginia, align as group of five schools uh, from, from a geog- geography standpoint where we're more strategic of who we're playing. You know, it makes too much sense to do that. You know, from a revenue standpoint, I think it would increase revenue and decrease some of our expenses. Uh, and I see that at some point happening. So you think that you see that as being something that's possible? I think it's possible because of the state of college athletics as a whole. And again, I'm talking, you know, the the group of five schools we're all looking for additional revenue we're all looking at maintaining our expenses or or being as efficient as we can be and the next step to doing that doing that in my opinion is strategically aligning your competition with one another You, you know we are playing uh schools from el paso to norfolk virginia and miami florida and, and not only is that football, but it's baseball and soccer and softball. And, and there are too many schools in our region that are, are of, you know, same uh, philosophy, background, uh, resources that are like us. And, and I'm not saying this is unique to Southern Miss. You know, East Carolina, Utah State, pick a school – we're all, you know, doing the same things. I think we need to more strategically align, you know, and, and, and form some competitive alliances. What are the obstacles to that happening? Well, well, there's several. No, number one is everybody has uh, a different opinion of where they are in the universe. And, and so, you know, some schools think that they are on the cusp of being a power five school. You know, other schools, you know, are, are are not as interested, you know, because of where their location is and where they're afraid they may line up strategically. And so th- there are a number of variables that that are preventing this. But I do think that from an economic standpoint, that at some point this is going to happen. Makes a lot of sense. Have, have you have you started a Twitter account yet? I have not, and, and it, you know, the the more I look at Twitter, I'm more of a Twitter stalker. So, so I uh, I'll I will look at it. In fact, I look at it daily, uh, but I don't have my own account. And, and really, it, it's uh, I try to control my inputs. You, sure. you know, if, if I listen to, you know, all the issues out there. Uh, you know, it'd be like getting beaten over the head daily with, with a lot of things. And so I really uh, try to control my inputs. And so w- when when it makes sense, I make sure that things get out from a Twitter standpoint that have my fingerprints on them. They just don't come from a personal account that I have. Because the, the first thing that you could do is just complain. Somebody could just, you know, when you put something out there, it's... it's uh you get bombarded with notifications and everything. It, it is, uh, you, you know, I, I look at just the state, you know, uh, wh- when you look at, at Twitter and other social media platforms, th- they are very good and positive in a, in a lot of formats, but, but I also see how destructive they are. And, and uh, I do worry about, you know, not necessarily for me personally, but just, you know, society-wise, what what goes on out there? I mean, it you can get, 
you know, a mob mentality or a, or a lot of comments without people fully understanding the situation. And, and so that does concern me from that standpoint. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show today. I know the fans will enjoy this. Do you have any final words for the Golden Eagle Nation? But my final word is, you know, be in the stands on September 1st when we play Jackson State. You know, we, we've made some enhancements to the Rock. We're putting a great product on the field. We've got some exciting players to watch. You know, c- come be a part of it. I'm, I'm asking you, come support the Golden Eagles. That was Southern Miss Director of Athletics, John Gilbert. What an amazing interview. Hopefully he can get everything done he wants to do. I'm really excited about this football season. I'm really excited to see what the stadium is going to look like and how the sound system is going to sound. I know it sounds like just normal things, but you, you think about what we've been through since 2012. It's, it's really something you want to look forward to and be proud of. The new uniforms, uh, the new facilities that are coming up, just pressure washing the stadium. My goodness. We got that done. So, Exciting to see how this plays out. Exciting to see how this football season plays out and ready to get on campus for some tailgating. As I mentioned earlier, Southern Miss football fall camp started today, August the 3rd. They were they were out there. They were getting after it this morning. And they had on the new Adidas practice uniforms. So if you get a chance, check out some of the reports that are out there, and you'll get to see those practice unis in action. They look sharp. I'm looking forward to seeing what the – actual game day uniforms look like but these adidas practice uniforms certainly look better than what we've had as far as i can remember so um as far as everybody showing up there were two signees that have not either haven't shown up yet or haven't been allowed to play uh hyman and shannon carswell i think shannon carswell is on campus so other than that everybody that was expected to make it made it um, and the guys are getting after it in practice. A couple of battles to talk about. The quarterback battle, as we mentioned earlier, it, it sounds like you got four guys that are capable. It probably is going to come down to Quadre Griggs and Jake Abraham, and that was who got the majority of the first-team snaps today, according to various outlets. Um, there's a lot of good young depth on the offensive line. The defensive line is has got ridiculous depth. And there's some some young guys in the secondary. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. You know, injuries could be an issue at wide receiver if, if they come around. We've got a lot of speed there. But, uh, you know, not a lot of depth like we've had recently. Running back, we're low. we've got all kinds of depth. So it's going to be fun to see how this plays out. So I'm really looking forward to it. Glad they're getting back out there. Glad they're getting after it. I'm ready to get back out to the rock. All right, let's shut it down. Special thanks to my guest, John Gilbert. You can't follow him on Twitter, but he'll put stuff out to the US at USM <laughs> Golden Eagles. Follow us on Twitter at To The Top Talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. You can follow Jason at Bumper J Bailey on Facebook as well. To The Top Talk, Jamie Arrington Comedy. Upcoming comedy shows, probably not on this one, but still an amazing show. Really excited to bring it to Hattiesburg. If you've ever seen Baskets, on FX. That's a show with Zach Galifianakis. Martha from that show, Martha Kelly, is going to be at the Thirsty Hippo in Hattiesburg on Sunday, August 25th at 7 p.m. Tickets are going to go on sale for that show this week, so be on the lookout for that. All right, so again, this show's coming out on a day we don't normally put out shows on. Next week, hopefully, we'll get some good interviews at uh, Media Day. And we'll put those out, and then hopefully we can get back into a schedule. So for right now, I just want to get you the content as soon as we get it. So that's why you're getting some odd times on this. Just bear with us. And when we get in the football season, it'll be back on a regular Tuesday, Wednesday schedule. But for now, it's what it is. But, hey, if you're like me, you're hungry for the Golden Eagle information, anywhere you can get it, and you'll take it whenever it comes. So looking forward to seeing everybody at Fanfare next week. Um Always great seeing all the Golden Eagle fans. Um, Hopefully we'll have the uniforms on display. Perhaps, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Guys, look for To The Top Talk on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Give us a rating and review and whatnot. 
Tell your friends. If you love the show, tell your friends. If you don't love the show, tell your friends. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. <laughs>